and welcome to Empty Your Boo. I am, damn, I can't think of a spooky name for myself. Cameron. I'm Campire. Okay, I'm here with Dustin. <laughs> and I'm Dustin. <laughs> and uh, today we are going to try to dive into a very diverse topic. Campire's not, no? Campire? Campire? Like no. a vampire? Oh, no, I get it. <laughs> you don't have to explain it. It's not, no? No. Okay. Well. It's, it's close. It's close. What? Camoween? No. Now I'm just trying to think of Frankencam. Camenstein? Heffenstein? Heffenstein? No, that just sounds like. We I'm, just sound like beers. With, with, yeah. Brew. So either that or I'm just trying to be anti Semitic, one of the two. Um, <laughs> anyways. So, so we're getting into a, a pretty big, wide topic here. Which big is and wide. Horror movie. Thick. Horror movie remakes. How could we be two minutes into something and already off the rails? I don't know how it happens. <laughs> it's me. I'm the I'm the problem. It's not a problem. It's just people probably are like he can't be quiet. Me? They're like he has to say something. Well, otherwise it'd just be entertain. There'd be no entertainment. There's 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 got to be a, a quip between every sentence. Effectively, yes. How does how does he do? Man, that Dustin really has some patience, huh? No. And I'm like, They're oh, like, guys. wow, this would be fucking boring if we just had to deal with that. Dustin. If we just listened to him talk for it. Yeah. Um, Let me give you trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Horror Movies are too violent for me now. Yeah, that's true. Mr. Get Off My Horror Movie Lawn. You get actually scared in movies. Shut up. I'm just jumpy. I'm a jumpy <laughs> no, person. No, 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 no. Don't just give me that. I'm just jumpy. No, I'm a jumpy person. I don't yeah. get like, I get like. You get spooked by the spooky parts. I've no. seen it in person. It depends. I've watched <laughs> your face right now. I was like, oh, no. It depends. It depends on the movie. Because, like, cause like the... my fiance and I have been watching The Haunting of Bly Manor, and, like, that shit is, like, dread and suspense, and, like, it's, it's intense. I bet you both are just in each other's arms, like, Scooby and Shaggy the entire time, aren't you? Hill House was scarier. You're jumping onto, like, Hill in House... air. Hill House was flat out scarier. You guys, did you guys had to pull the covers over your eyes? No, that's occasionally goes, that's <laughs> together. Oh, that's where the ghosts oh, are. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh-huh. But speaking of that shit, is fucked up. Where you kind of like horror movies started attacking the things that you thought were safe. Like, oh, I can put my heads on head under the covers, and there won't be anything there. Oh no, it's under the covers. Oh, that's it's where just right there. Is. Oh, yeah. That's where, oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's really the Conjuring. Yeah. Or, Insidious. or, um, see, there's one that has never been exposed. Ah, oh, shit, I shouldn't give this away because we should write this. But, um, this one's always creeped me out is something that just takes the parts that are exposed. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like to sleep with my feet out. And, like, what? yeah, like, I like my feet exposed because, like, you know, your feet, if your feet are all wrapped up and stuff, you get hot. You just get hot. It overheats, you know? So you just, I don't like socks for this exact you reason. You just stick your feet out of the bottom of your bed? No, but blanket. My blankets. <laughs> what? I don't know what's happening with my mouth right now. My blanket. I don't like to, to sleep with my blanket over my feet. Um, no, I don't like the blanket over my feet. So I like stick my feet out. And uh, I've always, like, isn't it creepy? Like think like something, like something grab you or just take the fucking foot. Just rips your foot off. 
cuts your feet off, cuts your head off. You have your hand out, arm out. And all that's left is like these little bits underneath that you didn't have sticking out. That's always been a creepy one to me and like a weird, like someone killing people just based off that. That's got to be like a short, I think. Yeah. Because like once you're, once that happens to you, you're effectively stuck in the bed. Oh yeah. Well, everyone would have to like start sleeping with their like. Like there's people who who genuinely aren't comfortable sleeping with like covers over their head, right? And people would have to sleep with cover their head. There's just this fucking serial killer going around cutting off the bits that are, you know, hanging out. So we're talking horror. We're shopping. We're talking horror remakes today. <laughs> getting getting to the point. Uh, remakes have been a a large part of horror for decades now. Um, basically everything under the sun has been remade in any attempt to. Boost some more revenue, kickstart a franchise. When um, does it kind of start? It starts maybe in the eighties. I don't know. It, no, it doesn't start until like the not, late eighties, nineties. It does kind of start in the eighties, seventies, eighties because you get the invasion of the body snatchers. You get oh, um, see, I don't ever. You get the thing. Yeah. Okay. You so see? I don't consider those like the thing. The original are uh, giant ants. Correct. No. It's not them a, is giant ants. Them is yeah. The thing is not the same as what you get with the Kurt Russell, John Carpenter in the snow. No, but the thing is like another body snatchers type. I think the original thing is called the thing from outer space. Yeah, and it is another like oh this alien we can't detect we can't like yeah. So I would say probably late seventies, early eighties is when it really, and then the nineties it was like kind of kickstarted, and then the two thousands and two thousand tens it just took off. They were like, yeah. "Hey, we've got all these old classic horror movies. Let's remake them now. Let's get some more money. Let's go." And uh, it's safe to say that it's been pretty mixed results. Well, it was Bruckheimer and uh, yeah, so Bruckheimer and, Michael, and Bay. Michael Bay started Platinum Dunes. Yeah. Platinum Dunes bought out a whole ton of They bought rights. out Texas Chainsaw, Jason, Freddy. I think the only thing it didn't get was Michael Myers, right? I think so, yeah. But then they did like a couple other little littler remakes too. And in addition to the remakes, they did some sequels. So they did like the Texas Chainsaw prequel and then the... Oh, didn't they also do like the Hills Have Eyes? Weren't they involved they, in yeah. producing that? Yeah. Hills Have Eyes 1 and 2. Um Last House on the Left, I think, is Platinum Dunes, that remake. Probably, yeah. So they just they really were like, we're going to crank out as many remakes as possible. And the reason is because of how cheap horror movies are usually to make. Yeah. You can get you know maybe one top-billing actor or actress, and then the rest is just unknowns. Well, even in this point, it was you can get TV actors. Yeah, you can get a bunch of teens. Who's trying to TV make actors. the jump, yeah. and then a bunch of unknowns. So it's even cheaper, maybe. I uh, the '80s, like okay. So from like like Jason, like Friday the Thirteenth, right? The original, that had to be cheap as shit because there's no one in that. There's people like retro, like Kevin Bacon is in it. Yeah, retro, like now he's a but big he was star. like a commercial actor. That was like one time. of his. First, I think he had been in Animal House. Yeah, and then he had this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the the bad guys in Animal House. Yeah, he's Chip in Animal yep, House. Yep. <laughs> I was um, talking about that. So, what do you like? What generally, when you see a remake is coming out, like how do you do? Feel? I roll my eyes and go, "Ugh." 
You're like, oh, I gotta see Ugh. this. Can't wait to see this one. Uh, no, yeah, most of the time I uh, am pretty out, I would say, on a horror movie remake. Okay. Especially if it's something that is near and dear to my heart. Um, see, I'm, I I kind of go the opposite, where I'm like, I have to see this now. I have to see what's happened. Okay. Like what? Like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street specifically. Oh, I was like, I have to go see these movies. I got to see what's going on with these. And see, those were so the Friday the Thirteenth one. When I first saw it, when it came out, mm-hmm. I did not like. I was like, this is stupid. If they're gonna remake something like this, at least keep the twist in the end, you know, well, or at least have yeah. that twist. Because the Friday the Thirteenth remake is like three of the like the first three movies crammed together. Yeah. Where like well, it's so it starts off with the references to the original movie, right? And then it kind of becomes two, <clears throat> yeah. And then he gets the mask and it incorporates parts of three, yeah. So you, it's a lot of lifting going on. In there. <laughs> yes, and, there is. But like, what I think that that does better than like the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, like not to start with like the biggest, most obvious ones, but I guess it's a good place to start for sure. Is the Friday the Thirteenth one kind of reimagines? Jason where he's not like slow and lumbering anymore he's fast and he's vicious and he's like setting traps and he's got like the underground tunnel system that he uses to get through Crystal Lake and the area so fast he's got all these trap doors they show that he's got like different bells and alarms basically set throughout so like if someone goes into like an area and opens a door or like steps through something like he gets a bell and that's how he knows where to go and it really kind of like gives him a lot more ingenuity than the original series did. But then Nightmare on Elm Street, what they leaned into is like, hey, maybe Freddy wasn't a pedophile and our parents killed innocent an innocent man. Yeah. And that's why he's haunting us. Yeah. And they really build that up for like an hour. And then it's like, oh, no, he's a terrible pedophile. Okay. And like that's the only real thing that they tried to do different is like they try to create that suspense. They try to create that like oh, maybe he they like was try wronged. to subvert your expectations for what you are coming into. Mm-hmm. Um, but then are just like oh no, here you go. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's, he's a, monster. a pedophile. He's a monster. Come on, because that's I mean that's honestly the go- most glaring like thing about Freddy. Is I'm supposed to be rooting for this pedophile he's, to he's get so, his revenge because he was set on fire. He's so popular, and it's just it's crazy that it's like he did all these horrible things. Yeah, like he was a child molester. Like it wasn't that the town. Like so, so the thing about Freddy, that's one thing that like I really don't like about it is that we, as a society, ignore molestation and sexual assault. Have ignored it so much throughout our history. That the idea of Freddy being kind of like an anti-hero or something is that they didn't report it. They murdered this man in cold blood because he was sexually abusing their children. And now that he can, that's justified that he can get revenge. And now he can come back as a ghost and attack them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's well, because this town kept it hidden and they hid the terrible truth about him and what they did. And it's like. No, this town took vigilante justice because, like, fuck it, might as well. Like, this is pretty terrible. This is one of those examples where, yeah, okay, I'm all right with that. Like, if, like, the city of uh, wherever Penn State is was like, oh, we're going to, you know, lock Jerry Sandusky in a basement and set him on fire, I wouldn't have been too opposed. 
Right. And I wouldn't be like, I hope there's a series of movies about him coming back to get his revenge on the parents that did this. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's where I would. That's where I'm like, yeah, I don't like uh, Freddy. So then, well, nor with, do I like the remake. So with that, in, with that in mind, then, like, what, what to you is like the best one? Like, what's the one? That what's you, the best? What's one that remake? you're like, okay, I have to watch this again, or I would be down to watch this again? Fuck. Yeah. See, for me, there's there's like two that come to mind instantly. And then looking at this list, there's one or two more that I'm like, oh, I completely forgot about that. So nothing really comes to mind instantly. That's the problem. So the first one that comes to mind instantly for me is the Evil Dead remake from 2013. Because I had very low expectations seeing that. And I think you and I saw that together, actually. I was working at the theater. I think we went and saw that. And we were like, holy shit, that was really way better than I could have ever thought it was. It's like we we took all of the cheap elements from the original and just replaced it with good production value and kind of elim- eliminated the campiness. So that that one is one that really stands out to me and then um the ring. I do really like the ring, which is a Oh, just a, as far as being an American remake of the Japanese one. Of Ringu, yeah. I thought that one when I saw it, it scared the hell out of me cuz I was 12 years old. Um <laughs> But then looking at this full list, uh, The Fly, the Cronenberg version of The Fly. I See, think, yeah, that's another one where I don't consider it. It's like body horror. It's without, just so much different than the original, though. Yeah. I mean, person turning into a fly is, is a person turning into a fly, you know? But that's uh, the original one isn't. It's that, but it's not the same thing, is it? No, it's not the same thing. Where it's like he's created some teleportation device that is... Oh, that is, I believe, a similar. I haven't seen the original Fly in a very long time. So, no, nothing still. Nothing coming out. No, nothing coming up. I swiped the wrong way and it disappeared. Jeez. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, I really liked the remake of Suspiria. Where'd your enthusiasm go? Why'd you get so... Because I'm reading. <sighs> Shit. Um... I guess that remake of the thing was cool, or the it was actually a prequel. It so ends that up being a prequel. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that counts. Also, the original fly was a teleportation device. Oh, really? There you go. The Hitcher, um, the Sean Bean one mm-hmm. is pretty dope. Like he's he's just like a fucking Terminator throughout it. Right. Uh, there's that scene where like they see the family in the car driving. And the little kid waves. Mm-hmm. And you see that. And then later you see that same exact car with him in it. And there's just blood on the windows. You're like, oh, shit. He's not messing around. <sighs> um. So then let's try this. What What's the worst with that? And what's the... So that's the easier question for me. And okay. it's mm, pretty decent. So, okay. So I will say the best, honestly, would be Friday the 13th. Like kind of in retro so well no no that evil dead i do agree with you the <laughs> evil dead remake is the best like that's okay. the best in general um second would i would say is that friday the 13th one because it does a good job of just being like right to the fucking point of what you want that's for sure um so just moving on to the worst i mean there's a lot more to pick in that regard i really love house on haunted hill uh, but I don't know if that's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So for me, though, number one is a tie between Dawn of the Dead and um, the... Where the hell did it go? Oh, I don't know how I forgot this. Halloween. <laughs> right. By by Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, Yeah, those those are kind of tied for first for me, is especially Dawn of the Dead, the uh, Zack Snyder-helmed remake. So why? What, what about the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead? Oh, just the factor that it's... So George A. Romero in, I think, I want to say 76, mm-hmm. decides to make Dawn of the Dead the sequel to Night of the Living Dead, if you will. And it's taking place in the same universe. Things have now actually gotten worse. More places are overrun with the undead. And these people have to hole up in a mall to like just save themselves. Right. And it's all about the evils of consumerism and the zombies that are flocking to the mall or coming they're flocking there not because they know there's these survivors there because but they're programmed they're, yeah. to fucking go there. It's all a big, you know, statement on consumerism and the state of uh, Americana if you will and our our bending the knee to our corporate masters. Um, every, every single living dead that George A. Romero is a social statement of some sort. The first one is all about racism and the, like what is going on at the times. That's why, you know, you're like, Oh, some one of them survived. And then a fucking vigilante cavalcade, a hillbillies comes in and kills the only black guy without asking any questions, without looking, they just gun the black dude down. They're like, Oh, we got him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. They're like, Oh, he wasn't a zombie. We got him. That was Um, so upsetting as a kid to watch too. Oh, hell yeah. Like I was very much like, that's like for, I think for a lot of people, it's like your first time kind of getting to know that like some movies have no hope. Um, yeah. And, Everything about the one in the 70s is it's a fight for survival and it was made at a time when the country was fighting for its survival. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think coming off of the gas crisis and at the peak of consumerism uh, coming off of uh, shit, I want to say I want Iran Contra scandal. No, 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 no. Um, Because it's not it's not Reagan yet. I think it's Carter. I think it's made during the Carter administration. But either way, um, there's so much that Dawn of the Dead has to say, even Day of the Dead. Uh, it's all this commentary about how we, the humans, are these zombies to our overlords, and we don't ask questions, and we just follow. To our possessions and to our, yeah. Yeah, and all Zack Snyder got from that was Maul. It's so cool. You can hole up in a mall. You got all these like cool stores. You got all this cool stuff. And like these people can do cool stuff. Like they can like hang out. They could like, there could be a zombie baby. Like, oh man, fucking zombie baby is so hardcore. Can you imagine like if you had a baby, if you were like pregnant and you're going to have a baby in the zombie apocalypse, guess what? Zombie baby. I think the other (laughs) problem too is that this movie came out after 28 days later. And 28 days I later. I think it was like a month later or something. 28 though, wasn't days it? later. I, I thought it was a couple years. Was I th- it? I think 28 days later is like uh, 2002. I feel like they see. were like relatively close together. Yeah. So 28 days later is 2002. And then Dawn of the Dead remake, 2004. 
2004. So okay. Um, 28 Days Later kind of introduces this wild, rabid zombie, and it like overhauls the zombie genre basically. Yeah. And then Dawn of the Dead does it, where you have these fast zombies that are very vicious. And everyone was like, oh, man, Dawn of the Dead is really reshaping. The remake is just changing what we think about zombies. It's changing the portrayal of zombie movies. Like, oh, this is crazy. But it, like you said, it doesn't really, like, add anything. And it doesn't really take away. Like, it doesn't. It's just stylized garbage is all Zack Snyder does. Like, from day one, it's just stylized garbage. Not just that, though. But, like, that's a problem that plagues a lot of these horror remakes. Like, it's a lot of taking the wrong things and then it's a lot of just not changing it at all like like the nightmare on elm street remake exactly. there's so much shit in the freddy world the steam room and all that or the little fucking boiler room yeah, the boiler room no one likes that no one likes the boiler room in those freddy movies we want freddy as a phone we want freddy as a fucking car like that's the way we want our freddy we don't want the boiler room the boiler room sucks like i hate the boiler room scenes Okay, I did not expect that one. <laughs> you really? No, yeah. No, was... you know, but that's one of the things. Like, that's a thing. Like, the, that keeps happening. You don't get a lot of the fun and playfulness because it's gritty reboot, if mm-hmm. you will, of that. Um, at least they get clever with Jason, like you said, yeah. with the traps and the bells and all that stuff. It gives more of a grounding to him, which made more sense. Like one one re- remake that I really liked that kind of knew what it was and kind of leaned into it a bit more is the remake of Fright Night with Colin Farrell <laughs> and Anton Yelchin. Yeah. I thought that that one was so good in how it was like, hey, we're going to just, if you didn't think it was possible to lean into the campiness of the first Fright Night anymore, we're going to do it and we're going to do it hard. And it ended up for me being just like a really memorable. And I don't know if part of that is the quality of actor that they got and the fact that they convinced Colin Farrell to just go for it as like a sexy vampire. Yeah. Because like when you watch it back, he is all in on that performance. That's Renaissance Farrell, right? That's about, yeah. It's about the beginning of it. 2011. So uh, speaking of him, a little sidebar here The Gentleman, not a great movie phenomenal Colin Farrell performance. I can't wait Knocks it out of the park. to see him as the penguin. Me either. He looks unrecognizable in those pictures I've seen. His face his face doesn't because Colin Farrell's face always looks like Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's like he's just got a distinct ass face. But body wise definitely. But like his that that fucking Colin Farrell face. <laughs> but but like you were saying too like that big meaty irish never what <laughs> like we were saying about like about taking things if you want more information sorry if you want more information on what i'm talking about there watch the movie alexander <laughs> the uh the remake of halloween the rob zombie one that you were talking about okay so so it's a trope that that happened to a lot of these remakes and the issue is is they pick the wrong things to expand upon so yeah. with, the Friday, with the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, it's let's pretend that Freddy wasn't a child molester for ninety percent of our runtime here, and let's do and like swerve. He let's is. make this the red herring. Like it's a bad choice. Yes, just like let's greenlight a movie that shows you something you would have probably guessed if we asked you to explain why is Michael Myers evil. You could probably be like, well, his home life was probably pretty bad, and I bet he was bullied <laughs> as a kid. You didn't really need 50 minutes of him like 
beating bullies with tree ranchers and killing animals and like hey look his mom was really nice but he had terrible he had a terrible like stepdad and his sister was mean and didn't take him trick-or-treating so that's that's the dichotomy of shadiness between for me for dawn of the dead and the halloween remake is dawn of the dead does so little whereas halloween does way too much with what it like tries to lean into you and know? then they jam in the original movie in like the last 45 minutes yeah they're like okay now that we're caught up let's just right let's get through this yeah Lori's growing up now let's do it but like the other th- issue with that is uh there's not a, there's no one that's likable no everyone's just really unlikable well that's so that and that's what rob zombie does with his films is he just like makes everyone trash humans like they're just despicable, filthy, like just grime-ridden trash people, like, and they're like trailer trash. Like, and it's not. I'm not saying that like color, their skin color wise. Like, they're what you would imagine trailer trash to be. I would love to see him try his hand at something that isn't horror. Like, there was a rumor he was gonna right? do. A, there was a rumor he was gonna do a Marx Brothers documentary or really? like biopic once. Yeah, and then that kind of fell by the wayside. Or I think there was another one, too. It was like a hockey, like a story about a hockey player or something. Like, I'd love to see what a movie by him that's based on real people. Like, would he turn the real people into scumbags? Well, because he's not a bad director. Yeah, he probably would. The Marx Brothers. You don't want to know how how horrible they were, you know. (laughs) They just raped and murdered all across the (laughs) United States. Yeah. They taped faces onto people. (laughs) Who's your daddy? Um, I don't know. Like, I because oh, yeah. there's another shitty remake, Three from Hell, which is literally just a shot for shot remake of The Devil's Rejects. No, I just <laughs> your Dawn of the Dead one has really opened up my thought process on um on what constitutes a bad remake too. Because I watched recently the remake for Last House of the on the Left, mm. and uh, like the original isn't great with that. No, like it's just. But, like, The Hills Have Eyes and The Last House on the Left, both, those remakes, what they do is they just, like, they boost up the grime. They boost up the, like, brutality of everything. But it doesn't make a statement the way Wes Craven's movies made a statement on anything. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, oh, suburbia is being invaded or there's no, like, this is the end of being able to trust people and free love because you have to worry about these monsters that are going to take advantage. Yeah. And, like when you don't have like that type of point that you're, you're getting at because horror movies have always been the way to make good commentary, like invasion of body snatchers and stuff was like the red scare. Yeah. And like I, it goes on with, with connections like that where it's made to reflect like, Oh, we were scared. Dawn of the dead, fatal consumerism. Exactly. That. <laughs> and you kind of like, you lose that because you know, no one's making a movie about the Red Scare now. No one's making a movie about... Well, no one's making a movie about the Red Scare now is because half their box office is dependent upon that quote-unquote Red Scare. And that so. might be part of it, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why you're not going to make Chinese people your bad guy or right. the Chinese government your bad guy because yeah. uh, you need to make that box office money. And so like, you end up with these remakes that like just amp up on the gore and the violence and like the crazy like... Oh, yeah. Oh, he put his head in a microwave and set the microwave off, which is how The Last House on the Left ends. Yes. Which, how does that work? 
Yeah, he like it looks like smashes he, it over. He breaks the glass out. Yes. and then puts his. He's like tied up and like yep. his head is in it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But like you don't have any of the like subtext. Yeah, that that's when he goes it. to their like hillbilly radioactive freak city, right? No, that's Hills Have Eyes. That's Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> yeah. Last house on the left is the two girls get raped. Yes. And yes. murdered. Uh, the one and the remake ends up living, and the original they both die. Oh, okay. And it becomes like a what would you do forever? Like what are good people capable of in yeah. under the worst circumstances? Yeah. Kind of a killing joke type of yeah, setup, if you will. Yeah. Um. And but like even you know I'm not a fan of the original Last House on the Left, but it at least had more to it than we're just gonna do some crazy stuff and shock you, and we're gonna make a lot of money because we're shocking you with it. You yeah. Know? Like I spit on your grave. That's just shock value altogether, remake and original. Mm-hmm. There's like a there's like a, the thought of like, hey, that we're empowering women here. We're like, which makes her, no her. sense. But yeah, to what? be like, we're gonna <laughs> empower this woman after we basically spend the next twenty five minutes degrading her. Yeah, in every possible way. Like it's, it's like it, saying deliverance is empowering to heavy set people. It's not <laughs> really empowering to the Ned Beatty. Squeal like a pig. But it's just, yeah, like you get these remakes and the remakes focus on the wrong things because I think like, I don't know if it's an attention span thing or audiences, the mainstream audiences not digging enough, not wanting any more in their movies. Like, I do, like you know, and I think that's why you see some movies come out now be really successful, like kind of leaning on old tropes, but twisting them. Uh, and I know it's not a remake, but I like I was saying before, like we watched I watched It Follows earlier today. And, like, it's a really good, effective horror movie that leans on a pretty simple throwback-style premise and just milks suspense and tension out of it for two hours. Yeah. And, you know, there's a real, there's a lot of interpretations to that movie. There's a lot of, like, could be about AIDS, could be about sex, could be about souls, could be about, you know, the afterlife, could be about sin. could be, And there's people watch it and get so many different things out of what it could be. STDs and sex, I think, is pretty... The easiest one to derive, though. Absolutely. <laughs> but, like, you know, that's more thought than others would be putting into the remake of Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because of how quick and cheap and easy it is to turn a profit with remakes. But when when one does it, like the Evil Dead remake, where they, you can see a, a, a reverence for the original source material. But also a story about battling addiction. That yeah, so that's like a twist on it that yeah. I think really kind of drives everything. Is they're so skeptical because they're like, oh well, she's had withdrawals before. We've yeah. heard this before. We've heard that she's seeing things before. Well, but just the oh, no, the story in itself, like that entire movie is about fighting addiction. She's fighting herself at the end. Exactly. Like she she has to fucking kill herself effectively, which is like this evil version of herself that she's having to fight, which is the addict in mm-hmm. her. Like I, I, that movie does a really good job of like having the subtext to it that you're like, this isn't even in the fucking original. Like the original yeah, exactly. is a zany over the top. Like Sam Raimi made the original. Sam Raimi doesn't put fucking messages or points in his <laughs> movies. Like no offense to Sam Raimi, but Dark Man, Spider Man, none of them really have that much of a like hard hitting makes Man you free, think yeah. type question. Um. But yeah, no, like that, and that's why that one's one of the best, is because it has does a lot of smart shit. Yeah, it does. 
It really does. I I really enjoy that one a lot. It's one that I can rewatch a lot. <laughs> Except get rid of the tree rape scene because I think it still has the tree rape scene, right? It does, but it's a yeah. little different. Is it? It's it's really splitting hairs here. But Sam Raimi's the tree has no end, and then in this one it's like a like a like slug type thing that like climbs up into her. Like the trees grab her and hold her open. And then, like, like a parasite-type thing goes inside of her. Oh. But in Sam Raimi's, it's just straight, like, the trees grab her and, like, a branch goes up into her. Yeah. And, and that's, like... How she becomes possessed. And there's no... I remember he said that he regretted that it wasn't something going into her. It was just, like, so obvious that the tree was just like, hey, here's the whole branch, you know? Yeah. And he said, I think that that was, like, the one thing he would have changed if he could go back because he was like, that was really stupid. And so the remake, I think they made a point to be like, hey, it's it's like a separate thing entering her that is this evil. Yeah, okay. So it's not as, like, it's obviously still very tree rapey. Yeah. But it's not as, like, gratuitous, I guess. Okay. I forget the slug. I thought it was still, like, a branch going in her. I think it's something that, like, falls out of the mouth when she sees her doppelganger. I think it falls out of the mouth of the doppelganger. Okay. And, like, crawls to her. It's been a little bit since I've watched that. I do gotta watch that again though. That's one of my favorite like Halloween yeah. time. But even even still too, um, on this list is the the 2018 Halloween, which is not a remake, so to speak. Sequel. It's a sequel, but it's doing something that most remakes don't do, which is it's reinvigorating. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> you're just like smashing. You're like snapping the mic cord like it's a like it's a whip. It's just so odd. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. Um, but like the remake of Halloween or the sequel to Halloween is doing something so different in that it's ignoring all the continuity, but you get this like it's making making its own continuity. It's saying, okay, everything after one did not happen. Here's what happened. Laurie Strode's a PTSD mess. She's a disaster like survival prepper. Yeah. She's yeah, a doomsday prepper. doomsday prepper. Her house is booby trapped. She's got tons of guns and her family has basically ostracized her because of this. Yeah. And like, it's a really, it's a really smart way to be like, Hey, there are some stakes here for you. Like there's, you can see the result of what surviving something like this, of had. what something, yeah. yeah, of what it would be like. And I think that's a really smart angle. And I know the this remake wasn't ex- so. The next one I was looking at is the Child's Play remake. Oof, not a very good movie, but I uh, I appreciate the idea behind how they tried to update it. Well, I didn't know. Okay, it's not really a Child's Play movie. Yeah, without the serial killer soul yeah. going into the doll. Like, how do you you can't make it? You literally that is the like soul, if you will, of Child's Play. So you can't be like, okay, it's just evil Bluetooth. Yeah, no. It, hey, my Alexa's trying to kill me. Yeah, like that's no. I would do that was upsetting. Like, I didn't like that. Like, just make a different movie. Like, don't call it Child's Play. Don't do stupid shit like that. I don't know why. Like, if you're gonna reboot something like that, mm-hmm. it's like if they took Laurie Strode. It's like if Halloween was just like, oh, he just became Michael Myers. He never killed his family on Halloween night. There was none of that. It was like Jason, mom never happened. She was never killed. He just happened. He doesn't even have a mom. He just appeared. He's like, he's serial killer Jesus. He's just in the woods. He just happened. Yeah. Um, He's just at the It's it's like if Norman Bates didn't have a mom. (laughs) I am glad you said that. Because the shot for shot 
remake of Psycho in color. Probably one of the worst remakes. I think it's one of Gus Van Zant, right? Yes. Yeah. The the cast list on this movie. So it was made in 1998. It's Anne Hage. It's Anne Hage. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is Norman Bates. Julianne Moore as Anne Hage's sister. Oh, who comes to search for her? And Viggo Mortensen. Oh, Viggo Mortensen is the cop. Oh. And so, like, looking at that cast list, you're like, okay, that's some star power. Yeah. Anne Hache is a little bit uh, not quite an evergreen name when it comes to performances. At that point, she was. She was a huge star at that she point. She was a huge star and at Vince that Vaughn point. Vince Vaughn was not Fred Claus. He, he was a pretty serious actor. At, he had swingers. He had swingers. He had the Lost World Jurassic Park. And made. Made. Had he had done made by then? And he's two years away from making what I think the best movie ever made. Is it Fred's Claus? Domestic you? Disturbance with John Travolta. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but, yeah, so Psycho. Can that be a part of Spooky October? Can Domestic Disturbance? Um, no. Nah, and gonna, Disturbing Behavior. That's going to be Bad March. Yeah, okay. Uh, clay Pigeons. Bad, yeah. Bad Dad May. <laughs> <laughs> when is Father's Day? Is that June? June? Yeah. Bad Dad June. We're going to do Perfect. all the bad stepfather films. Perfect. Uh, but Psycho, yeah, it's shot for shot, basically. It's And it's just so... It's just pointless. Boring. It's bland. It's like, boring uh, and it's pointless. And there's nothing new to it. Vince Vaughn is just doing a, a Norman Bates impression. He's good in it. I will say that. He's fine. He's not asked to do a whole lot aside from just recreate Psycho. Yeah. He was a good, serious actor. He was. Like, I, I think him and Vincent D'Onofrio are kind of the same thing when it comes to dramatic acting, and I like it. I really enjoyed D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Like, The Cell? Have you ever seen The Cell? I've seen The Cell. Fucking creepy in The Cell. He, I don't, he pops up. The Cell's up, dope, too. He pops up in so many things now. That's something we should do on here. That I'm like, damn, D'Onofrio just getting these checks. Yeah, the Kingpin. Kingpin, he was uh, in Jurassic World. Yeah. He's in Sinister, which we're going to get to at some point if you rewatch it. Yeah. He's in, he just pops up in these movies and these Dude, shows. He was on Law and Order for like 10 years. He was on Law and Order for like 10 years. He popped up Private in Pile one recently. Getting paid. Too. I know, I respect it. I respect his grind. Um, Speaking of shot for shot remakes that are pretty pointless, as much as it pains me to say this, The Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah we were talking about this before we started this one with and my man nick cage i'm saying that it isn't it's terrible but it's watchable because it's so bad like it's an enjoyable bad it's not an an unenjoyable bad you're not like it's an enjoyable bad this? because you're watching nicholas cage uh it, it yeah. is a testament to what watching a nicholas cage freak out movie can do for entertainment value because I mean, one of its best scenes is a deleted scene, not the bees, the bear, the bear, where he comes walking out of nowhere and just knocks someone out in a bear suit. So I feel like we could go back and forth. Like Amityville horror. Bad. Bad. Yeah. Carrie. Pointless. Mm. Fine, but pointless. Yeah. They're both. I don't like the original Carrie. House of Wax. Awesome. (laughs) I prefer the remake to the Vincent Price one. Why? Okay, so in the Vincent Price one, a pole is not thrown through Paris Hilton's, Paris Hilton's head. Um, it, who, who's the famous? Chad Michael Murray. No, isn't she dating a famous rapper singer in that one too? That's the black dude in it. 
No. No? No. Damn, I thought it was. No, in House of Wax... I thought that one had like a Trey song. No, in House of Wax, Paris Hilton is dating the actor who played the cousin on Cousin Skeeter. Oh, yes. From from Nickelodeon, if you remember that show. That's what... Okay. Yeah, she's dating Bobby Um, from Cousin Skeeter. Also, the whole like the ending where you go through the house and various things are melting, but they're people. Yeah. That's pretty fucking sick. Like it's gross. The, the soundtrack to that movie is insane. Uh, because what's it, it like Seether drowning pool. It ends the credits hit. And the second the credits hit, it's Helena by uh, my chemical romance. Really? Yeah. I yeah. woke up just like the hearse you died to get. Really? Mm-hmm. That's the credit song. Yeah, dude. You got to watch House of Wax again. Damn. Texas, <laughs> uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake is pretty pointless. Where they were just like, hey, we're going to take all the implied violence from the original and just and show, show it. it to you. Yeah. Um, I did kind of like the My Bloody Valentine remake from 2009. I didn't like that then, but I haven't seen it since. Uh, I own it, and it came with 3D glasses because it was released in 3D. And it's the cheap red and blue ones that you can just watch. And it's- Isn't that have a dumbass twist at the ending? The minor is one of the kids or something? Yes and no. It does change the ending. <laughs> yeah. It's something stupid in it. It changes the ending and then it sets it up for a sequel that you know is never going to happen. It's like the son of the minor that died that's killing the kids or something. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's something terrible. So the whole movie, you're following uh, Jensen Ackles of TV Supernatural. Yes. yes. And, he's, and he's the killer. He sees the killer everywhere. He's always there to help save the day. And then it turns out that he is the killer. Because he was a survivor from the original massacre all those years ago, and it broke him mentally, and so he he basically just goes insane and becomes convinced that yearly he's, goes insane and kills everyone in this mine. This is, is, no, because this is annual thing. He comes like twenty years later of the <laughs> anniversary of it because he breaks out of like an institution or something. Was he one? Wait, what? He he comes back after like maybe five ten years. Because that actor's like twenty two. He's not twenty two. He's like forty something. When they made that movie? He, he was like 30-something. But he's supposed to be like a in-his-20s type. In, this, in, the, like, pre, in like the, the prologue, yeah. And then he leaves and comes back like 10 years later, and then he's current-aged Jensen Ackles. But I thought they were like high schoolers. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. The, the prologue, <laughs> they're playing high schoolers. It's incredible. Wow. Um, okay. But I like that because it at least was like, we're going to stick with the gimmick, and then it really leans into the gimmick. It's another one that's like unnecessarily trashy there's a scene that takes place at like a cd motel where a chick just full-on runs around naked for five minutes just in circles she's like trying to flee the killer oh and she runs from like room oh. to room and she runs around and so like <laughs> she's like running with her arms in the air almost basically it's just yeah boom, 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 boom. She's but st- like, like like in airplane she just stops with her boobs in the camera jumping up and down but uh <laughs> it like other than that it's pretty it's pretty fun it's a good update of the original it's a fun little murder rob it's a yeah you know oh you know um so it's i want to i feel like we could go in circles with these for for hours i just want to shit on Zack snyder more for dawn of the dead okay go for it like how do you waste that awesome opening <laughs> you have probably like the best Credits opening with The Man Comes Around by Johnny Cash. And then it just transitions to this absolute piss poor movie that I loved at the time. 
You know what though? When that movie came out, I was like, "This is, this is zombie filmmaking at its peak." That seems to be a Zack Snyder specialty: is is movies that have awesome openings that then just come fully off the rails. Oh, Donna. Yeah, I think it's just these two. It's Watchmen and Watchmen and this. Donna, yeah, because yeah. there's not a really awesome. Sucker Punch was not a really no. I think that's like a Nirvana song or something. I think it's a Marilyn Manson version of a Nirvana or some something shit. like that. Yeah. It's like yeah. But uh, so no, what, I wanted, just... what I wanted to ask you is if you were in charge of a studio or you were a director, and they said Cameron, we're gonna give you whatever you you can remake any horror movie you want. Candyman. No, I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> What would you remake, oh, and what would your what would your twist on it be? Like, how would you update it for now? Jack Frost, <laughs> high def snowman. We just take out the shower rape scene, keep it the same. Snowman, ex-con, spirit goes into a snowman, murders people. Well, this is awkward <laughs> because mine was the ginger dead man. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I don't know. Um, I get, okay. I would like to see a, of the dead night, dawn, something Mm -hmm. like that. That leans into the whole Trump thing that like the zombies are because of, you know, they're only these people. Mm -hmm. They're only, you know, COVID zombies, if you will. They took the vaccine. The anti-maskers are all, you know, they took the first vaccine trial. Yeah. Something of that nature. Okay. What would you do? Because mine that I'm Because I know of, this question is just so you could answer it. No, not at all. I wanted to see what you would say. And then I had to really, like, while uh, you were thinking, I had to really think, too. First thing that comes to mind is uh, April Fool's Day. Wasn't that recent? I think they did remake it. Wasn't but it like 2016? Back, it was, I, have, I think, actually, it was 2018. They remade oh, it. shit. Okay. I think they remade <laughs> it, like, two years ago. Yeah. But, uh... Okay, so so you know what? Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> oh, I'm going to remake Sleepaway Camp. Wow. And you know what? It's not going to be as transphobic? It's not going to be transphobic. <laughs> That's... Exactly. Yeah. I think it's a good twist still, but I think it's handled very poorly. Yeah. So I think remaking it now would be... Um, I don't know. How would you twist that then? Like, what could the twist be... In a way that you know limits how transphobic the original really is. Well, so that but that's the thing is like because that movie falls into a category of like that using transgender people and LGBTQ people, QI. I'm sorry, I forget the all the letters right now. Um, using them as essentially villains, right, and murderers, and you know the that's that's the problem there. Is Ventura to a <laughs> yeah too? yeah. Um, so you know what? I'll go back to April Fool's Day, and I'll say I'll make it. I'll make it like Wes Craven made Scream, where it's super tongue in cheek and self referential to movies. Yes, where it's like everyone's like, April Fool's Day. This is like a bad horror movie. What are we yeah. doing here? And it's like some kid that got bullied a lot that just snapped eventually. And he decides to take out his friends because he can't handle the bullying anymore. Right. And there's this one dude who's just really mean to him all the time. And his name's Cameron. And he just bullies this And then he dude. just shoots him in front of the class. <laughs> and then he shoots the school. Uh, no. That'd be, that'd be a little too. You know what's so funny, though, is like those a lot of horror stories are like the bullied kid comes back for revenge and things like that. And now, like, you actually get to see those real life horror stories almost every day. 
until the global pandemic hit and I don't know most of the mass gatherings stopped. I think, but there were still a few mass shootings during this. Like as soon as the malls reopened, yeah, like someone went and shot up a mall. Yeah, it's just like, dude, really? They were just itching. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, I, so I think like kind of leaning tongue in cheek a bit more. Did you say you wanted to kill me? I wanted to see if you would. Is that what you say? You're trying to murder me? No, that's why I was. I wanted to see if you would pick up on Try, it. Try, motherfucker. <laughs> Try. It's probably a good spot. To I end, dare you. And the conversation. No. Come over here. Try and kill me. Try and kill me. It just cuts off. It stops yeah. recording. There's no outro or anything. Right. <laughs> it just cuts off. I uh, know, oh, motherfucker. I think this is a good one that is is ripe for. Just everyone has different opinions. Ooh, it? audition. I would remake Audition. Oof. Yeah. How would you do it? I would just make an American version of Audition and have the same the same thing where these two creepy dudes are trying to lure some chick in to you know, get him a boyfriend and all this stuff, and that shit backfires real hard. Real hard. Like Hard Candy style, which Hard <laughs> Candy is kind of a remake of Audition, but with pedophilia. That is true. It is a good one, but but she tricks him into thinking. Whereas in audition, she actually cuts his leg off and turns him into a fucking slave. You know the only problem with if you wanted to remake audition is you risk venturing into Spike Lee old boy territory. Yeah, which is but old boys like old boys. One of those movies you watch once and you're like, that was fucked up. Yeah. And scarring and I'm I guess I'm glad I watched it to get the gist of it, but I don't need to watch it ever again. I don't need to see this again. Yeah. Um kind of like Enter the Void or Into the Void. I think we watched that. No, I watched that by myself. What was the one that we watched that there was one we watched that was a similar idea where it was like a small police station. Oh, that's The Void. Okay. Two yeah. voids. Enter the Void is the one where it's all first person as you travel through this spirit that has just left someone's body. Okay. Like you get to go through the process of dying mm-hmm. or what someone conceives is the process of dying. Right. Really good movie. It's like two and a half hours, but it's really, really cool. It's really fucking wild. Okay. Drug dealer gets caught in Japan or is he in China? Taiwan? Fuck, I forget where he's at. Either way, tries to hide in a porta pod, like a, you know, tries to hide in the can. They're like, open up, open up. They fucking shoot him. He dies. <laughs> you essentially get to be the spirit as it leaves the body, and then you go through that journey. So, okay. some wild shit. The Void, though, is that one where it's like that Illuminati yeah, it's clan like shit coming Illuminati to the, yeah. That wants to make everyone monsters. Yeah, that was cool. That one was cool. That one was weird, yeah. Yeah. Was, okay, so you're you're going for audition. I'm, I'm going for audition, yeah. I'm gonna stick with April Fool's Day. Okay. I'm gonna try to see. I don't know what anything about what the the last remake of April Fool's Day was. I think I watched it and I liked it because it was Bloomhouse, wasn't it? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm looking it up. Hang on. Happy Death Day isn't a remake, but that's just a good movie. <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie. That and like Pitch Perfect are two movies where I was like, oh, what is this? And then I was like, wow, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Pitch Perfect is always the one that I'm like, how? Because I hate musicals. That's acapella. So the last April Fool's Day remake was 2008. Was it 2008? It was direct to DVD. Holy shit, really? That's what it said when I typed it in. Because yeah, I thought there was one in like 2018. 
Yeah. But yeah, no. It just says the original 80s one and then 2008. Damn. Yeah, the one from 86. So there we go. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm going to make April Fool's Day. There you go, buddy. do it scream style. It's going to be self-referential as hell. Then I'm going to make three more. Hell but yeah. These don't make a lot of sense, but he is making fun of sequels, so okay. There you go. Aren't they remaking I Know What You Did Last Summer? I hope. I that is a property that has not been used enough. I think I heard that somewhere. I'm all in on a remake. Of oh, wait, no, is it a show? I'm less in if it's a TV show. That's a bummer. Let's see. Or if they bring back... Series to a go at Amazon, yep. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prinze. Are they coming back? Isn't Freddie dead by the second one? No. He goes to Jamaica. He goes on the, the vacation. He goes... I thought he dies there. I don't think so. Because I thought it's just her and Jack Black that live in the end. I, Jack Black does not live, I don't think. I feel like he... Like you think he's dead, but then he makes a comeback. Jack Black... No, he was not a big enough star to have a comeback. <laughs> Yeah, Ray is, yeah, Ray is Freddie Prinze. Jack Black is not even credited. He plays Titus Telesco. Whatever. Yeah, I don't think they're returning, but they're uh, making a series. That's cool. Did you know they made one in 2006 called I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer? Uh, yes. I think that was directed DVD. It was. It had none of the returning cast. Yeah. So, I, I guess, I don't know. I, like I said, we can go back and forth on these forever. I want to hear what the people think as far as horror remakes go, like what their favorites are, what movies they would like to see remade. There's going to be a lot of turds being like, he's an idiot. Dawn of the Dead is so good. Zack Snyder's a visionary genius. If you think that, you can let us know. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Heifabrew. Uh, the, the email address is themoviemailbag at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know you're a fucking idiot. And... uh Cameron's personal information. He's uh, karate party. <laughs> if one you want to dox his ass, <laughs> um, yeah, he's karate party one on Twitter. If you want to call him out directly, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, I stand by my perfect and genius opinions. So yeah, let us know your thoughts. immutable opinions. And we will be back uh, next week with some more stuff. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and uh, creep it real. We will see you soon.